1: Good morning, Long Island, and welcome to DDI on Autism on one hundred three point nine FM, keeping an eye on autism and giving a voice to its Long Island community. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Romas, and so glad that you can join us this morning as we share and explore all relevant issues related to autism spectrum disorder. This morning, we'll be continuing with our conversation with Jonathan Cormer, Jonathan, his mom, Jody Murphy, and his sister Molly Murphy are the team behind Dork Tales storytime. You may remember from last line this is a really innovative storytelling uh, podcast. Uh, Each episode features the retelling of classic fairy tales with important life lessons. Uh, Jonathan is neurodivergent and on the autism spectrum. He is also an actor, a SAG on Afro uh, Union, a voice artist whose characters have appeared in videos, games, apps, digital comics, and much more. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back, Jonathan. Oh,
0: thank you. It's good to be back.
1: No, I'm so glad to have you here to continue our our conversation. Uh, you really caught, you know, our conversation really caught my imagination, uh, you know, to to say the very least. And just your you know, your your discussion about your choices of characters, your self expression by dividing <laughs> the character characters and expect, essentially externalizing uh, one one part of yourself, which was you know kind of fascinating to me and again, extremely creative. If you could just, for listeners who might just be just be tuning in for the first time, just spend a few moments please and talk about that division that I alluded to, uh, what that means for your characters, and also perhaps the underpinnings of that in your journey as somebody who is on the spectrum.
0: Yeah, I think that all the characters um uh, including the main characters Jonathan and uh, Reginald T. Hedgehog, are uh, but but also all the characters that I at least voice. We do have some guest uh, uh, people come on to voice certain characters uh, from time to time. But the ones I voice, I think, are yeah, different aspects of my own personality, and I think they're taken from characters that I have I-, I liked or have stuck with me in my uh, massive experience of watching a lot of cartoons as a kid <laughs> and uh following different uh, other voice actor other voice actors or other characters from other shows and other forms of media um and but also kind of being shaped through my own personal experiences and i think that's where a lot of if you talk, you know, talk to an actor about where their process comes from so you'll get a different answer every time. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of our what shapes us as artists comes from our own experiences.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I I I think that's extremely will be extremely uh true for all of us. We can relate to that. I I I have found, Jonathan, when I, when I speak to artists, whether they're they're writers, writers or, 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 or or actors, even painters, they may not even deliberately uh, uh, reveal themselves in their work, but they inevitably do. So what makes what makes uh, your, your work so interesting uh, uh, to me is that it's a thoughtful, calculated way of expressing yourself in the character development. You, yeah, you've mentioned uh, Jonathan and Rich, the, the hedgehog. Um, why don't we use this time to share with the listeners a little bit about the stories themselves and maybe a, maybe a very brief plot line, uh, if you
0: would. Well, I think the formula, if you want to call it that goes, is that um, usually Jonathan or, or, or Reg, we'll say on most averages, Mr. Reg, uh, mm-hmm. comes to Jonathan with a sort of problem. And maybe it's a problem that Reg is dealing with, or it's a problem that other characters uh, deal with that they don't uh, that that they're uh, that they're having. And so Jonathan and Reg go, and uh, Jonathan kind of goes, and or, or and Jonathan and Reg, if it's other characters, they'll go and they'll you know identify what the problem, what the uh, issues are, and then they'll kind of uh, tell this sort of story that sort of. Um, is a like an analogy or mm-hmm. or 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 coincides with whatever issue that is. And then the the moral lesson of that story will kind of play into what the uh the 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 revo- the resolution of the story will be. That's usually like on how it is for most of the dork tales, uh at least the, the fairy tale parts of it. The hidden heroes Yeah, that's usually just, uh, hey, guys, check out this person or although sometimes in in some scripts, it's the same thing. Somebody, uh, Jonathan and Reg go somewhere and they they most of the times it's they're meeting somebody for the first time. And then something uh, reminds Jonathan because Jonathan is actually from the real like our world. Jonathan is from our reality, uh, but he lives now in uh, Once Upon a Time. And so Jonathan will often take like experiences that he has heard about from these different figures and he'll kind of tell, talk about the figures and relate. And sometimes Mr. Reg will hear about them because Mr. Reg is always, you know, loves listening to Jonathan's stories and the two of them are very close. So sometimes Reg will chime in with something, but it's usually Jonathan talking about it. And then there's just some uh, episodes that are, you know, they they're on vacation or they go on an adventure or something or they're they're putting on like a radio show, like a hollow they're they're telling like a Halloween story or like putting on a radio show. And then we also have the lore stories. And those stories are different from the 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 fairy tale part because they're not usually any sort of morals or lessons it's usually about world building it's kind of building our world and i know uh as somebody um i don't know if this is a spectrum thing but i i love that stuff Mm -hmm. i love hearing about you know i love uh history and uh uh, figuring out how certain mechanics work whenever i see like a fantasy story i love to dive into like encyclopedias about this fantasy world to figure out like how the magic system, for example, works. Uh, That's why I like, uh, you know, D&D, for example, I think is very popular because you're building your own world and you're telling your own story and you're using your own like mechanics and all that stuff. You're putting things together. It's like, but why Minecraft is so good. You're building your own kind of things. Why Legos are so good because you're building all of your own stuff and, and all that. So even though they don't have any real morals or, they're not the most educational. They're really fun and fascinating because it explores a different, like, aspect of this cult, this new world, this land of once upon a time's culture and history. You
1: know, you know Jonathan, in the in the last show, what what really stuck with me is that the voiceovers you do, and especially in the realm of of, of animation, in some ways, offers you know you know, you know infinite p- opportunities and possibilities for, for creativity. I mean, you're really not bound, uh, are you? By constraints no. of you know human form or, or physicality or time or place. Right. So right. it allows you to go everywhere and you find yourself being drawn to everywhere. <laughs> right. right.
0: Right. And it's relatable to a lot of people. I mean, you know, I, I grew up, you know, I was born in the in the mid 80s. I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s. And, uh, you know, I had to face a lot of challenges, uh, you know, bullying uh, people, you know, uh, teachers who uh, meant very well. But, you know, there just wasn't a lot of information as there is out there as there is now. So uh, a good example is I love seeing like the fidget spinners <laughs> because I used to have string I used to play and wrap around string, and I would always kind of keep it in my desk and all that stuff. But the teacher would think that I was being distracted, so to, so they would take away my string. And it's huh. like, but it's not like, and you know, I I can I understand, I get why they they did that and all that. I mean, I'm sure that that's what they. But it's funny now, you know that that string was kind of helping me focus. Yeah. And, yeah. and all that stuff it's it's funny just the things that you learn and i was very lucky to go to a i went to another school as i got older because things were just you know homework was too much and things were just getting more uh difficult uh if, at the school i was at so i went to another school that specialized with people with social and learning disabilities and uh they did a lot more you know smaller classes uh it was a private school so the classes were a little smaller there was more hands-on learning and all that and, and just different ways to learn and i i really thrived there and i think it was uh, the teacher th- their support there that got me into uh, they they pushed me they pushed me to do um uh to get into theater and that's where i that's kind of where i started so if it really wasn't for them, I I never would have, uh, and, and their help and their support, I know, and that's, that's I think, where it is. I, I have a really good support system, which does make me, uh, uh, I'm very appreciative of, I feel very lucky and fortunate that I have that, still do.
1: Just a quick comment before we go to break on what you mentioned about the string, because that certainly caught my ear, because I have found with many people, there are these little kind of things that people do to stay calm or self-regulate or to focus, and sometimes it's like tapping a pencil on the, on, on, the, on, the, on the, you know, on the table, or sometimes it can be something more obvious than that, but I think a lot of us can relate to that, that, that idea that sometimes it's that simple motion, sometimes a physical motion that helps us, uh, helps us to center. You know, we're going to a break. When we come back, I'd love to talk about the way your work, Dork Tales, is a family affair. And what that platform really is and how that helps us. Okay, so again, uh, listeners, stay with us. More with Jonathan in just a few moments on 103.9 listening to DDI and Autism on well 3.9 FM, keeping an eye on autism and giving a voice to its Long Island community. Dr. Mike Rome is here continuing my conversation with Jonathan Korma. Uh, Jonathan, you know, where we, we, we left off with so many, so many important important considerations around building a career whether you're not on the spectrum whether or not you're on the spectrum but especially in theater or, or in active acting and I've often come to feel it takes a village in in that domain and truth is uh your effort is a family affair Uh we yes. could talk a little bit about uh what, what that means
0: yeah I mean you know I I think any actor or any, anybody who's in like the arts and stuff, I think it's, it's so essential to need a support system. And I am very fortunate that my, my family is all in on uh, what we're, what we're doing. And this is not just about me, um, mm-hmm. even though I'm kind of, I'm the face of the company, clearly because um, I'm my, my voice is out there, but this is a a family affair. My, my sister, you know, uh, my little sister, she, writes a lot of the script. She's one of the, she's like the, she's like the head writer Mm -hmm. in a way. And, uh, also one of the showrunners of the, of the show. And my mom is like the executive producer. She kind of helps produces the show. My dad, who's not really much on the creative side of things, but he's, you know, the co-financier and all that. And it, it it just, I, I acknowledge that I am very lucky. Um, because if I was on my own, there's so much, especially nowadays that you have to do by yourself and you have to learn. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for their support and you need a support system, I think, to, to help make this work long-term and build it as a career. And and I also wanted to mention something very briefly uh, while we're talking about like the career side of things one of those i have learned if i if i could go back and know what i learned what i know now i think as an artist it's more important than ever to have another thing that you love another career path to fall back on because especially in like the performing arts there's just so much there's a lot of times where you're not going and it's it is true you don't get into this really to make a lot of money Mm-hmm. You, you should you shouldn't. That's not what it, what it should be about. This is something that's self-expressive and it's something that you should love to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, you need a support system. So if I could go back and tell my younger self, I would tell myself, while you're in college, maybe find maybe major in like another thing. Mm-hmm. It could be something that could help you uh, support. You know, I, I take a lot of I do a lot of part time work now uh and stuff i've had a lot of different odd jobs to keep myself uh, afloat while i'm doing this and for now at least i'm not really getting paid for this um we, we are we are we're more focused on getting like the the staff like the engine my engineer uh the writers uh, guest stars we're more interested in paying them for their time because they're taking their time right now this is just something that i'm doing because i love it um, and that's why, you know, we're do- doing something like this, like this interview to get more awareness, opening up my YouTube channel, you know, trying to get uh, uh, advertising to get monetized and all that stuff. in the various places we are, that's in the works. That's something that we're working on. But, you know, while you're doing that, while you're building your, your artistic career, your artistic side, have something to fall back on while you're, while you're waiting for all that stuff to take off. And it's not bad. It's just you know that's just it's just part of the it's part of the hustle. That's part of the the breaks. And uh, I I I enjoy a lot of the of the hustle personally. Mm-hmm. And thanks and it's thanks to my support system, my family that's keeping me uh, keeping me uh, um, you know supporting me and pushing me to keep doing this.
1: You know, the, w- the way you framed that was was important. I enjoy I I enjoy the the hustle, and I'm going to submit with you that. When you're in the arts, when you don't, you know, you're not promised the traditional carrots of, you know, of of especially money or you're not promised. You don't get that necessarily the kind of the the big reinforce that some people might be going in the career to the career for. Yeah. If ever there was a career where you have to enjoy the hustle,
0: meaning the journey.
1: uh, Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I think this would be one of them. Would Would you agree with that?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're, if you're in it for the, for the money, uh, if you're, if you want, if you're in it for the money, uh, I, I, I strongly urge you to maybe uh, learn how to uh, work on cars or or, 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 co, you know, if I had learned about like how coding or all that stuff, cause I live in San Francisco area and stuff or, or, or learn, <laughs> maybe do, maybe keep this as a hobby and learn something, you know, you can finance your own voiceover thing if you if that's what you want to do but you got you can't be in it for 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 the money and for the career you have to be in it for like you said the journey and uh discovering yourself and expressing yourself and you're in it because you love doing it and you know you can still make a career out of it you can still make money and stuff you can you can still you know teach and acting and stuff. I've done that. I've done a little bit of that and all that. So there's, there's still, there's a lot of stuff in the, like you can make a, do a construction job, work on building. You can maybe work towards building sets. You can, you know, do like athletic work. You can do like, you know, martial arts class. You can be a stunt guy who maybe goes to be an actor. You know, there's a lot of different ways to support yourself while you're working on, uh, what you love to do. And again, I would tell anybody and I'm, I'm, that's what I want to tell people. I want to tell them that, you know, and also I think it gives you more experiences. Mm -hmm. You can shape yourself more. You, you know um, if they're looking for somebody who is really good with uh, the tech, if you learn to code, as I say, and you, you know, you're good with the tech stuff and you have a good tech job and they need, but they need somebody, uh, an actor who knows that lingo, who can do that tech thing authentically. There you go hey i do that when i worked at great america um which is a the theme park in, in in california near where i live when i worked at this theme park as just a performer i said you know i do voiceover like oh can you do the ana-? and I, I was the and i was the voice of the park for about four uh, uh four five six or like like five years i was the voice of the whole park because of that Wow. and um and stuff. so broadening your horizons and doing other things will only enrich you as a as a as an artist and a and a performer
1: and, and absolutely and you'll need that for us. you just as you said that the diverse and uh, varied experience to inform acting that's really at, at the core of yeah. The- I do I mean it's funny as you probably, you know, I I hope I'm uh, it's clear to you. I love talking to creative minds and I especially when I'm talking to actors and you know in performers. I mean, I really do and I, I do remember, I do remember me. I, I I of all people though, Jonathan, Debbie Reynolds was t- telling her daughter, I think it was I I forget who was it Carrie, anyway, <laughs> telling her daughter that she wanted to be an actress, and in this case is a mom, wondering whether or not to support her. And what she said was that unless you absolutely have to do this, mm-hmm. that it, meaning it has to be in your yeah. blood, and that's what comes through to me and you. Um, just veering just a little bit, but in the same area, thinking a little bit about this family affair and this family approach and the, the fact that you guys were able to essentially create your own platform necessarily create your own platform and when we talk yeah. that it, it struck me it may tell me if you agree with this that when you're on the spectrum you can sometimes get pretty good at creating your own platform when opportunities aren't necessarily coming as easy to you right out of the gate is that something that resonates with you
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, anybody who's on the I think the one thing about being on the spectrum that I've learned is, you know, uh, hyper fixation and uh, being fixated on one. You learn everything you need to know about one particular thing that you're interested in. So if uh, you can get somebody uh, who's neurodivergent interested, or at least on the spectrum part of the neurodivergency, uh, I don't know what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, The um, the the interested in something, they'll be able to um, really excel at it. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll really. I think that I think there's a lot of uh, things they can do that they can really, really. You just got to figure out what it is what they want, and then. uh, But they're they're still. I mean, you know, we're still going to need help. Mm-hmm. I really wanted this. I'm good at this, but I'm I'm no editor. I'm no uh, you know mm-hmm. producer. I'm no let's do lunch kind of guy. I can I can do the lunch, but I'm I'm no let me make an appointment to set up the lunch kind of kind of thing. That's just not my thing because the executive functioning part of my is is difficult for me uh so that's where that help comes in it's to help kind of fill in the gaps that i that that are challenging for me and i like i said you know i know that there's a lot of people who struggle with that who don't have that um available to them uh and i know that i'm i'm definitely luckier than most but you know that's. Uh, I think that's just so important having that support.
1: No doubt, no doubt. In your time doing the voiceover for the characters and watching the, the, their development, right? Because it, it's been a little while now that you're doing this. Do you see growth in them? As I suspect, you see growth in your in yourself. Is there growth or character? Excuse me, character development in Jonathan and, and Rich?
0: Yes. Um, I think that even though they do make, still make certain mistakes, I think that Reg has grown. uh, All the characters have grown to kind of uh, uh, because they learn from their experience. I think a good, I think a better example for that is the character, the big bad wolf. Mm. Big bad was the bad guy for the first uh, uh, for earlier stories, but now he's, you know, he's kind of turned over a new leaf he has learned things like you know meditation and mindfulness and sort of like to to reign, to help kind of calm himself and rein in his anger, mm-hmm. and now he owns like a rec- he owns the Howl at the Moon record shop, mm-hmm. and he opens record shop and he goes to you know a, a howling school, so mm-hmm. there is some sort of uh, character development in there.
1: I gotta say, Jonathan, I have enjoyed Jonathan Comer. I have enjoyed enjoyed this chat so much. I, I can't wait to tune in. I think a lot of our listeners will tune in to see how how these characters continue to develop and in the process, watch your own, your own career grow as well. You know I'm going to be inviting you back. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Welcome to your
0: life. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.